In spirit of Christmas giving, bought stacks of wolf souffle and giraffe pot pies from AH to distribute to undernourished, low-level newbies. I vaguely remember Tink's face being, like, this close to me. Oi! Spot a tea with your matey! Nothing's still holding. <laughs> Cheek skin? Yes. Lip skin? No. Sweet Lucifer. I want to hang out with them to say that I hung out with them. Hey, Gillies, Kenny here. It's that time again. We're going to go behind the scenes of Season 5, Episode 6. Can you believe it? We are halfway through this season already. So much stuff is happening this season. It's just mind-blowing. The cameos, the uh, character development, the story. It's just so much fun. And I have a huge amount of interviews, so I'm not going to talk that long. We're going to jump right into it. So let's go ahead and take a listen to the behind-the-scenes companion cast. For episode six. Hey guys, I'm here with Kim Evie, and we're here discussing episode six. We're halfway through the season. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. Another epic episode. Yeah. They're all, but they're all epic. I mean, every it seems like they're all chock full of so much. You it's know like, what? They better Oh my be. God moments. Every, every one of them is an oh my God moment. <laughs> Yeah, they. I say they better be because we worked really hard on the season, and so it's just really it cool to yeah. see it all paying off. Like yeah, this. yeah. Well, let's start at the beginning. We have Codex's uh, webcam, which yeah. is great. Yeah, I mean, I think all her webcams this season have just been really her acting, just the way it's cut, the way everything. It's just been so. They're always great, but yeah. I don't know. This season's really. It's to another level. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I agree. There's something about the combination of the writing, editing, um, and the acting. Yeah. That, you know, I mean, it, it's funny. With Felicia, I'd more say the writing, because she knows she's acting her own writing. Yeah, so, yeah, You know, it's just, yeah, there's a lot of really funny juxtapositions, I think, you know, that she put in there. Yeah. Uh, in everyone, so. Yeah, and then uh, a little birdie told me that that's you on the couch. That's right. Substituting would... Tink. I forgot, yeah. I don't know where Amy was at the time, but for some reason I had to go lay down. I mean, I think she literally was not on the set. She had yeah. to go, and, you know, yeah. <laughs> she'd been cut, and then we realized, oh, no, we need her. <laughs> so we just got another Asian <laughs> to lay on the couch. And uh, it was nice, actually. It was very comfortable. And I was bummed, though, because, like, for some reason her pillow pet wasn't on the set anymore. Uh. I think she took it. And I was like, I want the pillow pet! Crappy pillow. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's fun. And uh, then what happens? Oh my gosh! I, I know. I'm like remember. we just watched it two minutes ago, but so much happens. Uh, uh, is it the? It's the steampunk booth first, right? It's the tea pouring. That's yes. what starts off the episode. Yes. 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 We meet the other. Steampunk yes. characters, which yes. they're all Lizette, yes. is played by Jillian. Jillian Armanante. And then um, Doug Jones is playing Gerald. Yeah, so, so what a great, <laughs> great that trio. trio. Yeah, they're incredible. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Just such. I, I, was, I was so excited because, you know, I've known Jillian for years now. I've known her since, oh God, like 1990, yeah, <laughs> maybe. Goes way back. Yeah. I talked to her about how she came onto the show. And yeah, well, and then so it was so weird because you know Felicia had written a description of Lizette, and she was you know like a, a kind of butch lesbian cross dressing like a man and stuff. And I was just like, okay, well, gosh, who do we know out here 
who is a good actor who may or may not be gay, but who would fit that. And then yeah. I was like, oh my God, Jillian. She's like one of the best <laughs> actors I know. Yeah. You know, and I knew that she would just think it was hilarious and just, I mean, her intensity, whether she's doing drama or comedy, yeah. so. just. You know, it's one. It's it's interesting though, because you know I've known Jillian for so many years, and she was at the same theater that Paul Giamatti was at, and you know, like, and some other people that came out of that theater, and you just, but it's, it's so it's so fascinating to have known somebody for so long, and you know, seeing them, and just knowing that they're if they want to, yeah. they're just going to go on and you know have yeah. the most amazing career because they're just so talented, like they're oozing talent. Yeah. It's fascinating to me, you know. Yeah. Like actors that are like that. Yeah. Just like. It's underneath. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was super exciting to get her on board, and then Doug. I love. See, I love Doug Jones because I'm a fan of all his movies. Yeah. I mean, and what's great is I talked to him in his in his interview, and we mentioned this that a lot of people know his characters but don't know him exactly because you don't see him, and it's so cool that he's finally playing a character with no other than the you know the mustache. Yeah. Yeah. That's Doug Jones. I know. And how hilarious is it that his head is cut off in the frame with Robin because he's too <laughs> tall that he literally can't. Well, I don't know. We're watching we're watching a rough cut of it. So, so they may maybe there's an alternate camera angle that they're I mean we're there not are seeing. some, but I think that But you're right. He's so she like comes up to his belly button, I think. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, the thing about Doug Jones is that he's just one of those people who like at the cast party for both Dragon Age and this like, he would walk in the door and literally people, like, flock around him yeah. like little sheep to a shepherd. I yep. mean, it's just, like, he's... I remember. Everybody wanted to take a picture with him. Yeah. At the and, rap party. you know, he just walks in and people are like, ah, Daddy's yeah. here! You know, and he's just, like, like he, like, blesses you. Just, <laughs> he's just, like, you and you and you and you just feel like, Yes, ah! he's very tactile. He likes yeah. to touch and... Yeah. Yes. Uh, not inappropriately. No, 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 no. He's very affectionate and he's a very, very sweet man. Um, no, he's amazing, and it's just so funny. He's just one of those people that exudes love. Yes, and you know, yes, just he's so one of funny. the nicest people I've ever met. Yeah, so that's why it was so funny to like ask him. Uh, you know, all these guys, like, because they're all so incredibly nice, and it's just funny to watch to ask them to all play just such horrible, like, <laughs> snooty. It's yeah. just really funny, and I don't know. Again, we talked about this last time. I don't know where Marissa like got this <laughs> thing that she's doing, but it is. So stinking hilarious! It's horrible. Yeah, um, it's so good. And the trio together. Yeah. I so. mean, it was great to watch. I when I was watching them, I kept saying, "These are the three that are gonna stand out." Oh uh, yeah. The most. Yeah. During the, I mean, there's a lot of incredible stuff happening this season. Yeah. But those three, just their chemistry, the way they look, the way they're acting, the way it's written, everything about those three is just. So good. Yeah, and I also think what's really funny, and I don't know if we'll, like you said, we're watching kind of a rough cut, so yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen the footage, but I just remember watching it and watching, like, this bizarre little, you know, love thing happening between oh, right. Jillian and, and Marissa's character. And yes. it's just so, it's just there, but it's not defined. It's just very, it's yes. funny. It's and very I kind subtle. Of, it's very subtle. Yes. And so I want to They played it just it. right, though. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. yeah, if it makes it into one of yeah. the... Oh, I think, in, I think in later episodes, like, there, it comes out a little bit more, so that's, you know, in a very comedic fashion, yeah. as I recall. So, yeah. um, that's exciting, but... Um, yes, and then after that, we go to the autograph room? Uh, no, or is it the... Is it Zab, Zabu? 
I think it's Zabu. Yes, we go to the, the seat filler. Yeah, the seat yeah. savers. So, and then... Um, and the Maid Marion, she was cast, right? I mean, she's not an extra. Who got no, to... no, she is my friend Michelle Gregory, who played Panda in Gorgeous Tiny Tiny <gasps> Machine Show. Did she really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, I know. I should have told people. They yeah. They would have been like, oh, they wanted her picture with Yes. Her. <laughs> I love her. Yeah. That's so, so funny. Yeah, she's another Acme Comedy Theater friend. She and my husband Greg were in the same class. And then, um, yeah, I think we did shows together, she and I. I believe we did, um, but she's hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. She's so good performer. She did a show. She did a sketch at Acme one time where she wore a dog collar. You know, one of those like comb oh collars. yeah. Um, it was just the weirdest, funniest sketch. And you know, she was trying. It was like she was trying to have a dinner party and act normal, nice. but her husband was like tossing things <laughs> into the cone, and she was trying to eat them. It was really that funny that funny. she had written. Um, yeah, so it was exciting to see her in there, and um, and then Craig Tollefson, who is also our friend from Acme, and um, I'm sure you all remember Lord Bolio. Yes, now he's playing the same character. Right? I'm assuming it was Lord Bolio it, who yes, was the yes. same everything. Yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, he sent in one of the videos wanting to join the Knights of the Good crew back he, in season three. Yes, well, yeah. he was actually the only one that was not submitted. He was our friend. Um, and we asked him to submit the video. So, yeah. Um, yeah, he's the only one that wasn't... Uh, um, that wasn't an actor. Yeah. I mean, he you know, he did it the same way. He yeah. didn't, you know, we didn't give him any direction. He just yeah. said, um, you know, but Felicia had written it, and she she knew that she wanted to... She actually had a line in there that I think got taken out in the edit. It's something about him being a fop. Mm. And for some reason, I think maybe even on set it got taken out because it, we were like what it didn't really make sense and yeah. so she was like that's the whole reason I wrote that character <laughs> you know but then having Craig back now I'm that like, was God, good what a funny yeah Ugh. that whole scene's good yeah yeah so and then um, you know Sandeep having to do that huge you know walk down one take <laughs> like um, yep talk about nerve wracking yeah um, but it looks good it looks really good, and then all of our extras are there. That was the yeah, 125 that was, extra right. day, so yep. those guys... Filled like, up that room. Yeah, they hung out. They came super early in the morning, like 7.30 in the morning or something, and, yeah. you know, hung out and did that until the convention opened, until, you know, yep. like That's where we actually gave them their bags with all their That's goodies. That's right, they got Medicaid Gamer on the Yep, we bags. put them all on the chairs, because yeah. we knew we were going to do that big scene, and everyone would be in there. Yeah, and, you know, and that was our way of, like, you know, I try to give people something for coming, and, yeah. you know, so, I mean, that's, that's their, they, they essentially paid for those bags, <laughs> because <laughs> they agreed, you know, our deal with Long Beach Comic Con is that we would try to get people in, and then, you know, yeah. um, in exchange for them going in, they could be in the show, so it was all this big triangle yeah. of, please, thank you, and... <laughs> And so our, yeah. our part was to give them Mega Gamer on the kind of bags, which is yep. fun, actually. Which, which I'm glad we had, like, a commemorative bag for the season. <laughs> yeah, I know people really enjoyed it, so, so that was really cool. Yeah, it was fun. Um, then what do we... What then uh, after that, we have... Is it the autograph area? Yes. Okay. The so... autograph area. And the autograph area obviously has our big... Big, big, and I'm so glad that we kept it a secret. Yes. This is the one celebrity that I was hoping no one would know. That's right. Wait, did he not treat, he no, tweet? No, he did not tweet. Oh. He's the only he... one who didn't tweet. Wow. Yeah, so, I don't know if Felicia asked him not to. Right, right, right. But, yeah, he didn't, there's, this is the very first time. Oh, 
good. Okay. Yeah, at least in my in my little guildy world, I no one that I know of. Right. Other than the actors who were there, or the right, extras right. who were just dying. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, Kim still talks about getting her picture slapped out of her hands. Well, how cool is that? <laughs> is, I on. wish it was me. I was standing right next to her. I'm talking to um, Marisa oh, at her table. Okay. So he walks right by me. So okay. I was just excited to say he walks right by me. Yeah. But yeah, to have the photos slapped out. But oh, he was so good. He's, yeah. Him and Vork's reaction, or their oh, interaction. That is some of the best. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're yeah. talking about Nathan Fillion, if you guys don't yeah, know. I mean, didn't, know. didn't know who we're talking about. <laughs> um, but watching Jeff in that scene, I actually like made my husband come and watch. I was like, you have to watch Jeff Lewis in the scene. This is the funniest scene I've ever seen him. I mean, it's just so It's so good. Bork, yeah, yeah. And, and Nathan interacting with him and then, you know, like slapping that picture out of that woman's hand. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about that. Yeah. Day. Now, it's obviously, we got Nathan through Felicia, who knows him from Doctor Horrible. Doctor Horrible. Yes. Yeah, and he he wanted to, he knows the show and he wanted to join and. Yeah, he was he was actually you know teasing her about it in you know a couple seasons prior. Yeah. Like, when are you gonna write me in your show? When are you gonna write me in your show? Yeah. Um, and Felicia always said that she would never stunt cast. Right, but then you but know, this is great. I mean, yeah, I mean, the cons have yeah you know a celebrity here and there. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. That's it was the per- whole thing of the audio yeah. area. Yeah, yeah it was so. a perfect opportunity to start calling in some favors. Yeah. Or having people who want to, have always been wanted to be a part of it, and, yeah. you know, I think that's cool. Yeah, it was really, really nice of him to come. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something about it that I forgot. Oh, oh, sorry about that. It's your fault, Kim. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll come to you. I'm sure. Um, and then we have the other big reveal, and I just love her to death, Erin Gray. Yes. And I know she was announced already. She yes. was announced at Con, and I think she, I think Felicia actually tweeted about it while we were shooting. Yeah. So I thought it was going to be a big secret, because I'm a huge fan of hers. Oh, my God. And all of a sudden it got out, and I was like, oh, I guess it's not going to be a secret yeah. that... Well, we're, we are the Aaron Gray generation. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, it's You're like, right. we're... I mean, I remember her from Buck Rogers and Silver Spoons, and, yeah. you know, the numerous movies that she did, and the other TV series spots that she did. And, yeah. I mean, but she always would be Wilma Deering to me, from Buck Rogers. You know, it's funny Always. because I didn't really know Buck Rogers, and I guess it's just because I, maybe... Well, you're a girl, and... Yeah, and it was weird. Like, my parents wouldn't let me watch things that were, like, too violent uh, or anything, so it could have been that, yeah. you know, that they had... Judo Chow. Huh? Judo Chow. Judo Chow. That's not Judo really Chow. <laughs> Yeah. But, oh, they wouldn't let me watch cartoons, so it wasn't, it wasn't a reasonable thing. It's just how I grew up. So, um, but, so, yeah, but I really wanted to be her when she was in Silver Spoons, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, I liked um, her in that. Yeah, as a kid, I was just like, oh, look, she's like, pretty lady. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, so now, you know, I know, um, she actually, uh, you guys are, she's your agent? Your, uh. She's our convention agent. Convention agent. agent. Yeah. Yeah, that's what so. she does now. Yeah, she she still acts and she still goes to conventions herself. And yep. then she, I guess, you know, she started doing this. Um, I think she said in the eighties. And it was funny because when we started doing it, I, you know, I asked Will because I knew he did a lot of conventions. Will Wheaton. Yeah. And he said, uh, "Oh, my friend Erin Gray is actually like manages these. So, yeah. You know, or she she does. Um, she sets them up and she's an agent. So we called her. And it's funny because at the time she was just like, you know, she didn't really know Felicia or the Guild, so she agreed to do it, you know, based on, um, you know, sort of what I told, but it was all just my word. I yeah. was like, no, we just went to, you know, cause she, 
I'm sure she gets things like this all the time, like, you know, my client or I want to, yeah. you know, or whatever. So, um, but because we hadn't really been on the circuit, I had to explain to her that, you know, we had just been to WonderCon that year and that, you know, Felicia was signing at the Browncoats booth and that, you know, she had a line, a two hour long line that they had to cut off and they were still, you know, yeah. she could have done it for a couple more hours and Aaron was kind of like, hmm, okay, <laughs> you know, like her interest was peaked, but she still didn't know the show and, yeah. you know, at the time, this was a couple of years ago, you know, it sounds... Again, it sounds like fake, you know. It's like, well, we're this web show, and people really <laughs> like it, you know. Yeah. And uh, and then it's cool because you know she also um, represents like Edward James Olmos, and you know just a bunch of the guys that are huge on the circuit. And then last year at DragonCon, like you know, um, Sandeep and Jeff were, I guess, adjacent to Edward James Olmos. And oh, that's cool. So I was just like, yeah. Yeah, she's working her magic. Yeah. So. <laughs> So now, did now that character obviously was that written for her? It was. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So I mean, Felicia already knew. I mean, but it's a perfect character. I mean, it's a, you know, an old starlet who was mm-hmm. in a sci-fi, a huge sci-fi, and yeah, you and know, who is just like <laughs> you know was like the object of yeah. many a young boy's uh, yes fantasy yeah. life. Yeah. I mean, so it's like you know, real life mimicking. Yeah. Or like, what am I trying to say? Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah, life imitates art, imitates <laughs> yes, life. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I love her costumes. If you freeze the frame, you can see like the the poster that Greg Aronowitz painted. Incredible. Which is, yes. Which has where is that poster, Greg? Oh yeah, where is it? Where's the painting? I don't see it. Po- I don't see it posted up anywhere here. <laughs> it's because it's too big. <laughs> it's over uh, by the arcade game. Oh. Okay. Yeah, but I love it because, and, you know, Kristen, our costume designer, you know, was able to sketch out a costume for her to wear from this fake old, you know, thing, and then Greg used, you know, an older picture of Aaron, you know, and put that, so it's just, it's phenomenal. It made me laugh so hard. So good. Um, And I I think my favorite scene is the very last scene with Vork, seeing her, and just being so flustered and touching himself while her face, (laughs) I should say. I mean, I don't even know if that's going to make it into cut, but it's, just, I, it's, yeah. a, it's such a funny scene. I think it, I think it will. Um, I loved also watching, like, now you can go back and you can, like, look at the extras and you can see, like, um, <laughs> there are just certain extras that are in every yeah. scene, basically. Oh, oh, and I'm in it again. That's, that's right. Oh, we missed that whole scene. That whole that's right. Yeah. With the Tink, the the tink Avatar. The most important scene. I'm glad you remembered that. Yeah, because I wanted to talk about that. For because. Me. You're in it because Tink is a, is, is a little claustrophobic and couldn't put the head over her own face. Yes. So. Um, and it was a little snug. It was snug and there was just something about like, it just fit us differently because, yeah. um, you know, there was some way that it was pushing on Amy and she literally couldn't breathe. Yeah. And, like she, and she couldn't see out of it at all. And so they kind of came in and said. Turned um, to the other Asian and said, oh, yeah, put this exactly. on. Yeah, exactly. You're like, Amy's like, double. I know. <laughs> But no, it was really, what's really funny is, I think I've talked about this before, like, I, you know, I, there's something wrong with me, or right with me if you're a furry, because I really like wearing things like that. I just think it's hilarious and fun. And so they were like, you know, and poor Amy, she was just like, I'm sorry, I'm so, so, so sorry, because for her it was such a miserable experience, yeah. but I was like, you know what, I kind of like I'm this. all for it, yeah. Yeah, so it was really fun, and so what we did was we had Amy off screen reading the lines, and then I you know, had sort of, I'd run through it with Felicia like two or three times before we shot, so I got a feel for what the lines were. I was were. just going to ask, because it's like perfect timing. 
Yeah. I mean, you're doing her gesture. You can't tell. I mean, yeah. It, well, I mean, I was inside the thing, you know, because I mean, I. Well, you're an actress too. Yeah. So, so I, mean, you can, I was inside, like you know, saying the lines yeah, yeah, and yeah. like doing the things, and then just trying to over exaggerate it because obviously I yeah. knew that you know it, it was yeah. all about the. But, I mean, but the the really, there was the, no. Like you guys didn't time it out. You. You heard Amy, and you were just... I mean, because it was so perfect. Yeah. Well, we like I said, we it's a short scene, and we'd run through it, you know, two or three times, so I did learn what the lines were. Yeah. I mean, so I knew... Just timing-wise, yeah. you know, when she was going to start saying something, or when Felicia finishes, how long do you pause before you talk, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but it's I don't know. So, just, you guys were in sync yeah, the entire it time. Out. It's like uh, puppeteering, I guess, yeah. in some weird fashion, so... It's very cool. But, yeah. I, so how, I like how you storm off and... Knock everyone down. Yeah, it was fun. And I like that Sean put my slow burn in where I look yes. at her, where she's I don't know if it reads. It it's felt so good. <laughs> so, and then there's all these Easter eggs in there. There's, um, what did we say? We well, saw Rock Jocks. Rock Jocks. Rock Jocks, which is, which is a, a new movie that, that Greg Aronowitz is, uh, Greg Aronowitz is? Greg Aronowitz, uh, executive produced. Yes. And that Felicia is in. In. Yes, she's in that. So... Luckily, there wasn't a big picture of her or anything uh, there. Yes. And, um, but it hasn't come out yet, so... Yeah. That's... Yeah, uh, stay tuned. Yeah, and then I'm there's sure. an alien uh, head next to the Rock Jacks poster yep. that is Alien Ninja. That's another alien that Greg designed. That will hopefully see the light of day one day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was a, a, a Hawaii shoot. Yes. And... Um, That's Sandeep as the voice of. Oh, right, and Sandeep is the voice of Alien Ninja, so yeah, see, it all... So it's all <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Did we get to the end of the episode? Uh, I think After that was it. Yeah, because yeah, because it was Nathan and then oh, it was yeah, yeah. Aaron then, Gray. Yep. And that was it. So mm-hmm. the, yeah, it was it's a fun episode. Lots of big cameos again, and like you were saying, some of the extras. You know, we put them in different outfits and put them back in line, but some of them are so distinguishable face wise. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I can't remember his name, but the guy who is like the perfect David Tennant. Oh my God, Anthony. Anthony. Is it Anthony? Yes. Okay, he I looks have a crush so... on Anthony, and it's inappropriate because he's all I have a crush on son. Anthony, yes. I know, we could have yes. fathered him. But, okay, here's the thing. No offense, Anthony. I don't know if I love Anthony or if I love that Anthony looks so much like David, David Tennant. Yeah, that when, when I he was... wears his doctor outfit. Yeah, yeah. so when it's... I was standing next to him, I was just like, I'm next to David Tennant. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's very chameleon because he also does... Um... Hugh Jackman Wolverine. Yes. And then he looks a lot like... Did he really? Yeah. I, I didn't see his oh, Wolverine. See, now was that at Comic-Con his... this year? That wasn't during our show. Comic-Con. I don't know if he just does it when he comes over here or if he... What? I think, I think he did it... He comes over he here comes and over dresses here? as Wolverine. <laughs> These are Everybody. things that we need to know. <laughs> Everybody comes over here and dresses <laughs> Wait, no, what? Um, do you have wool- dress like Wolverine Day at he, the bar <laughs> He must have done it one of the alternate days... I'm sad. I know someone I've such as that. Yeah, but it, it's um, it's uncanny. It's good. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I got that. Uh, yeah. really what? <laughs> okay. It's an X Men comic book title. Uh, uncanny X Men. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He went really deep and. Good night, folks. But I got it. So <laughs> that's. That, I don't know if that's good or bad, but. But yeah, so uh, anyways, we're going to end there. <laughs> With Thanks. our love for Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for uh, joining me, Kim. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's fun. 
Hey guys, this is Kenny. I'm here with the one and only Doug Jones. You may not recognize his face as much, but you definitely know all his wonderful characters that he's done in the past. And uh, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. And you know, the fun part of this is you're going to see my face in this one. What? What? Yes, they're going to actually put the name with... That's the right. face. Right. Even, even, with, nice even with a handlebar mustache and, yes. and some eye patches and whatnot, whatever else is going on. But yeah. yeah. Very cool. So, how did you hear about this whole uh, about guild? Uh, the guild? Well, yeah. uh, I love the guild anyway. Uh, and um, knowing this is my third project with Felicia Day within four months. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was just crazy. Yeah. Um, she, uh, she got a hold of me after we met at Comic Con last summer. Uh, to do uh, Dragon Age uh, Redemption, yes. the, her her uh, web series. Which I can't they, wait for you guys to see that because I was there on set. And it, it you're is, amazing, and it too. was a huge production yeah. for the web. I can't believe the, you know how how big it was, yeah. including uh, massive makeups on me and mm-hmm. the whole thing. And then I, I uh, then uh, her one of her producers and, and production designer Greg Aronowitz mm-hmm. also produced uh, and production designed right. Rock, Chocks, Rock Chocks right which we just did just wrapped like a couple weeks ago yeah so Felicia was on that as well. So you know, we've been spending a lot of time around each other. Yeah. And then I got an email from her one day saying, hey, would you want to do season five of The Guild? Uh, here's a script. Um, and I want you to play a steampunk dandy. Which I was like, <laughs> okay, that's all I had to hear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, uh, I didn't know what, st- what steampunk was myself for uh-huh. quite a while. Um, uh, until now, But I, I've been traveling the con circuit yeah. uh, you know, at, at a signing table and doing panels and all that for, regarding my career. And all of a sudden, I see the people walking around in Victorian clothing, with like, but with gadgets and yeah. goggles and and leather bits. And I'm like, what, that, what is this? And so you learn about it, and you're like, oh my gosh! And they kind of seem like the cool kids of the conventions. I mean, they're they're because they look so amazingly cool. Yeah. And they're and they're and they're a subculture that's rising. So it's like, ooh, that's yeah. the cool. Those are, those yeah. are the cool kids. Yeah. So um, so I was read the script, laughed hilariously out loud, um, and so of course I, I couldn't say no. Yeah. That's fantastic. I mean, you guys are definitely, I think, going to be the three breakout characters because <laughs> you are hilarious. I mean, just your pompousness and, you know, it goes so against Robin's innocentness. And, yes. Oh, you know, gosh. she's so sweet and you guys are just so, but you guys are, you're not mean. You're just very prim and proper. and Prim and proper you know. and a tad full of ourselves. Yes, we, we know we're the cool kids. Yes, yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's very cool. And now for this scene, this is your introduction. Mm-hmm. Um you have a, a, a interaction with Robin. How was mm-hmm. that whole experience oh, working with Robin? Well, she Robin is so cute. You want to pinch her cheeks <laughs> and just like take a bite out of her because she's so adorable. Uh, so so <laughs> the I, the contrast, I guess, of her bright and chipper. Hey, you guys, and, yeah. and our like very low key like who who do you think you're talking to? Yeah. Uh, is was delicious to play, and and of course being with. Marissa and Jillian mm-hmm. was uh, the three of us. Even even though we're we're in the same ilk, we're different enough from each other with our own little pompous, yeah. ar- arrogant way, yeah. uh, whatever that is. And we all strike poses, you know. And, and these costumes that. help yeah. too. When you're when getting dressed into this steampunk Isn't clothing great? is a yeah. treat. Yeah. I've never been this excited about clothes in my life. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and and so looking at each other and looking how how different we all are, and yet in the same you know color palette and. Yeah. It's like, gosh, how fun is this to play against? And and all of our different uh, uh, personality types uh, <clears throat> also with these comedic beats. Yeah. And it's just been an absolute joy. Yeah. And, and, you know, you might see in the outtakes of, of, of uh, this, this first episode that I show up in uh, that 
That oh my gosh, uh, I got a giggle fest going because I was I, there for that. That was great. Well, yeah, I, and I, I don't normally do that, even on funny things. I yeah. usually I, I, I usually barrel through. Yeah, I couldn't look everybody in the face because they were so freaking funny. Yeah. It, it just finally caught up with me at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah of <laughs> course it was the last take. I know. Okay, we don't. We, 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 the clock's ticking. Yeah. We got to get out of here. And I'm like, I can't hold it together, it guys. I'm great. sorry. Yeah, we held it together all the entire day. <laughs> I had to come out sooner or later. I guess so. You know what I mean? Like a good fart. It's, you got to let it, it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, was, it was hilarious. It was funny. Thank you. Uh, you and Robin, I mean, because she was laughing. Yeah. Like, and you laugh, and then you would stop, and she yeah. would start. And, and when, yeah. even when she stopped laughing, her eyes were tearing up. It's like, <laughs> I couldn't look at yeah, her. Yeah, that was great. Now, is this the first time that you worked with Marissa and Julie? Yeah, so first time I've met them. And, uh, um, of course... I'm aware of both their careers before this as well, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and so it's nice to be among a talented group. And, yeah. uh, and I'm a big fan of the Guild, so of course I was a fan of Robbins as well. Yeah. So uh, you know it, that that's half of the when someone brings a script to you, half of the of the saying yes and getting excited about a project is who do I get to work with? Yeah. And in this case, it's like, wow, yeah, I do. Yeah. That's great. That's great. So you're actually becoming like an aficionado with web series. I, I mean, you've done you know, Dragon Age Redemption, and yes. now you're doing the Guild. I guess they're just Felicia web series. Th- those two. Yeah. Uh, right. But before this, I also was uh, did a couple episodes of a, of a web series called Medallion Mondays, okay. which is uh, the uh, publishing company of a book, coffee table book that I have coming out. They, oh, have, they have a web series to promote their products. Cool. So um, my coffee table book is called Mime Very Own Book. And nice. It's a photo book of me as a mime making fun of culture <laughs> and art and movies and making fun of everything. Is so it out already? No, it comes out in December of 2011. Okay. So uh, if it's before that, you still have to wait. If it's after that, go get it. Go get it. Yeah, this will definitely be before. So, okay. Yeah, so wait a few more months. Uh, and I also uh, was a guest on a on a brilliant web series called Retarded Policeman. Oh, yes. That's uh, a great yeah, Benson. I, I, yeah, right. And I, I was in the, and my friend Scott Perry and uh, Josh the Ponceman Perry uh, also were in cahoots uh, in partnership with him on that. And so I'm very good friends with Josh and Scott Perry, have been for years. And so when they when I saw episode one, I told them, you have to write something for me on this. I don't care. Yeah. So we did the mime episode where I'm, uh, he pulls me over in a car that isn't there because I'm a mime. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's great. That was a great concept. That's funny. That's stuff. Now, um, you guys are very prim and proper, as we said. Was uh-huh. that a, a choice by Felicia or Sean, or was that just something that you three came up with thinking? It was written that way. Even, okay, so even, it was. Even, even with sort of British speak, you know, yeah. so we all kind of affected uh, accents, yeah. bad as they might be. For you know, in my case, <laughs> well, it's supposed to be that, but we're because we're, really we're, we're a facade. We're, yes. we're posing, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, so it makes was even funnier. It was that, that was so dang funny to yeah. yeah to to read. So I was just hoping that we could that we could do the script justice because yeah. Felicia is a fantastic writer. Yeah, she really is. Yeah, well, you guys have definitely so far done and she, justice. And, <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. She, uh, Felicia gets the geek culture. Oh, yeah. uh, she, she, she lives among them, and, uh, and so she can write for them like no one can. Yeah. And, and uh, that's what makes her the queen of this, uh, yeah. this whole genre. That's awesome. Well, I really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with me. So I'm sure we'll see you some more. I do hope so. Uh, yes, wink, sir. wink. <laughs> yeah, thanks again. <laughs> okay. Hey, guys, I'm here with Robin, who plays Clara. We're going to be discussing episode six. This is your return to the steampunk booth. Yes, this is, and then we get introduced to Jillian and Doug. Yes. Doug Jones. Yes. Um, that was neat to uh, do just because, I mean, I'm working with those amazing actors. Yeah. And that was the first time. working with them. Yeah, that was the first time you introduced yeah. them. And I think that was like, that was the first day of shooting for me. Um, so it was, I was a little nervous just because 
I mean, they're legit actors. I mean, not that. But you're not. not you're like a I'm legit actor too. Like yeah. Like, I but mean, you're they being a huge big Jill, blockbusters. Yeah, like Doug Jones yeah. is, you know, Silver Surfer for quite yeah. a while, and yeah. Jillian's been in, uh, you know, Girl Interrupted, and yeah. like that's awesome. Big stuff. So, yeah, they're they're big time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they were just really fun to work with and very, uh, very welcoming. I'll yeah. say. Yeah. You know, they didn't make... They weren't snooty by any means. Yeah. And, like, I remember um, it was one of the last shots, and uh, it was just... The camera was just going to be on me, so Sean said, you know, to Marissa, Julian, and um, Doug, like, oh, if you guys want to step out of the shot, you you know, you you can. Yeah. You can. You're done. And Julian was like, oh, no, no. We'll stay. Like, nice. you know. Just yeah, so, so it was... Play just, off of them. Yeah, it was yeah, that. Yeah, you know, not on camera. Right. That shows it, a lot. It does. some actors men would be out of there. Right, exactly. <laughs> they're done. They, yeah, they yeah. were bolted. So, yeah. and, he, and they stayed, and even when they didn't have to, which I thought was just really, really awesome. That's great. Yeah, so that, I mean, it was it was a lot of fun work with them. I'm cool. glad I um, got to. Nice. Yeah. All right, now we're going to be discussing episode six. This was, I know you're looking forward to this scene. This is with uh, Nathan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a pretty fun scene. Um, and uh, <laughs> I don't know how much of this we're going to put in either the gag reel or the behind the scenes, but apparently when you hyperventilate for um, three, four, five takes in a row, it, it makes you just about pass out. Um, and I found that out the hard way. Uh, the first time through the scene, I'm like, okay, so I'm, I'm playing it, you know, fanboy, I'm, I'm uh, crazy, I'm really excited and all that, so I didn't breathe between, between lines, and then on one line about having lunch with him, I hyperventilated for a good five to ten seconds before I actually said the line. By the third take, I was feeling really woozy, and I'm like, oh, shit, okay, hold on, guys, okay, hold, just give me a second, can I have some water, and I'm standing there, and I'm like, all right, I'm good, I'm good. Then by the fifth take, and I hope this makes it into the, the outtake reel, I got through half the first line, and I'm like, okay, screw it. I didn't say screw it. I said a much dirtier word. And then I pretty much just collapsed on the floor and sat down for like 10 minutes. And nice. I, um... Method acting. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Felicia's like, dude, calm down. I'm like, how, how can I fake hyperventilate? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. And Nathan's a, a great guy. Um, I actually um, met him back at Comic-Con a few years ago, and I was really excited that I heard he was coming on the show. Yeah. Um, he was really helpful, really sweet guy, and um, he uh, he did some really funny stuff too. He was in that background with him snapping, yeah. smashing the photo out of uh, the girl's hand. That was his idea, yeah. and very funny. Very very cool stuff. How was it uh, with Jeff? Because you were also in that scene with Jeff. I know Nathan overshadows everybody, but he's he's a very large man, <laughs> and you know at first his acting is fantastic, yes. but just physically, and you'll see in the scene he's a big man. Yeah, he, he, big he he's actually he's fit too. He just he's just built like a tank. Yeah. Um, but Jeff, you know what? I, I'm loving the whole sort of uh, the dynamic duo we got going on here with, with Blades and Vork in the series. I'm really feeling a budding uh, bromance nice. going on here. Yeah, because you guys haven't had this before, right? No. Nope. It's never been you two paired up together. You know, after this, the only people who I haven't been paired up with, I think, would be uh, probably Clara, Clara. and uh, maybe Tink. No, Tink, you had that whole have rivalry I? with her. That's right. We had a few scenes together. Yeah. yeah. To woo her. It's really just Clara then. Yeah. I, I got to get Clara. Alright. Hey guys, it's Kenny. I'm here with Julian Armanante. Welcome. 
Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining us. No problem. <laughs> She's actually one of the new characters. She plays Lizette, and she was just introduced in this episode. And she is one of the steampunk trio. That's correct. Yes. So how did you come about getting this uh, job? Um, I know uh, one of the producers from many years ago in Seattle. Okay. Um, I ran a theater called Annex Theater. Oh, so you're with Kim Evie. Helped, yeah, with Kim Evie. Nice. And then I did a movie uh, with Felicia, where we were both actors, oh, uh, cool. many years ago, maybe two, three years ago now. Um, so I kind of know them, and they just sent me an email and said, you want to play with us? Um, oh, nice. And I'd done Gorgeous Tiny Chicken Machine Show with, with Kim, Kim, yeah, which was fun and a half. Oh, I can imagine. So... So they, they, so you didn't have to really audition. This role was kind of made for you. She just asked me, and I said, okay. Cool. I don't well, think I even read it. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> sure, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, now, you guys represent steampunk as kind of snooty. Was that a direction, or was that just... No. No, just, that was just the way you felt I, I just sort of, and proper? Yeah, it seems like some sort of, um, you know, mid-1800s yeah. kind of... yeah. Very thing. funny. I think you guys are going to be the breakout uh, nice. characters All right. because I like it's that. hilarious watching watching guys shoot. Oh, great! Thanks. Well, we had a good time. Yeah, very very cool. And uh, you interact with Robin. Mm-hmm. Uh, how was that? She's great. I dig her. Yeah, she's really funny. She's so down to earth and so genuine, and and we're so affected. And the juxtaposition of the two is is kind of great. Yeah, yeah. Because there was a lot of interaction. Because we're just between so you pompous. And yeah. Just, and she's just like, okay, great. I don't get it, but okay. Yeah, yeah. she's adorable. I yeah. like her. Great. And then uh, working with Doug Jones and uh, Marissa, how was that? Fantastic. I love Have them. you worked with them before? Never. Never met them. Really? So the first time was at the reading. The that's read-through. right. Great. So um, I guess that's it. So All right. Cool. Plain and simple. Thank yeah. you so much. Okay. No problem. <laughs> I'm here with Amy. We're going to be discussing episode six. So this is when uh, you and Codex are looking, or you and Felicia, are looking for Floyd mm-hmm. uh, at the game booth. Um, yeah, this scene, I was in my plush outfit, and it was kind of funny because uh, my head didn't really fit into the headpiece. My eyes didn't line up with the eye hole. Mm-hmm. I guess this guy basically made it without taking any any of my measurements so that was fun um (laughs) but uh kim our producer her head somehow lined up perfectly her eyes lined up perfectly with the heads so she actually wore it for me and so in the scene when they're walking it's actually kim and i'm just reading dialogue off to the side Mm -hmm. and like it's so funny because like kim would be like trying to like mime what I'm saying and so yeah that was interesting um yeah hey guys this is Kenny I'm here with a extra an extra extra her name's Olivia uh welcome and thanks for joining me thank you so much for having me so how did you hear about becoming an extra for the guild um I started following their twitter after comic-con last year and then I saw that they had put out an ad for people who do cosplay and I figured what the heck I'll give it a try yes and um, now you have a unique story because you're not actually from around this area. 
No, um, I'm actually from Northern California, Davis, woo, and I decided to, on the spur of the moment, come down for this, um, but I didn't have access to a car, and so Brian Kamioka, who's in charge of the extras, was kind enough to message all the, the girls who were around my age in the area who were also coming, and one of them actually responded, and she picked me up, which is just amazing that yeah. a human being fan would just go out of her way to pick up someone else who wanted to... Yeah. in an elbow shot or something. <laughs> well, it goes to show you how great the guild community really is. Yeah, exactly. Amazing human beings out yeah. here. So yeah. Cool. So um, let's see. Now, you were in some of the bigger scenes with some of those celebrities. How was that whole experience? It was amazing. I have been in love with Nathan Fillion for years, and I got to be in the shot where he comes up, and I'm right next to... I'm, I'm speaking with Blades. He's telling me about you know his inspiration for cheesy yeah. beards. Yeah, let's describe you. I mean, you're blonde. You're wearing the expendable red... Yeah. Yeah, which was just amazing. My mom is going to die because she and I, she's where I got my sci-fi love from and she's going to just lose it when she finds out that I was in the same room and shot as Nathan Fillion. Yeah. All right. So now you not only wore, were the girl in the expendable red shirt, but you were also another character. Yes. Uh, I don't know if that part of the show is before or after this, but I dressed up as Emma Frost um, in line, in another line um, where I'm fairly close up. So if you see an Emma Frost, that's me. Purple lipstick, white outfit. Yeah. So you were a cosplayer just in general? Um, yeah. I mean, I didn't even really start doing it until a year ago. I went to Comic-Con and I was like, I need to dress up for it this year. And... I decided to. I had a lot of Halloween costumes. Um, but I guess my whole life, I was seven of nine for Halloween when I was ten. Nice. So, yeah. Really always really been cool. into this stuff. Awesome. Yeah, how's your experience been so far? Um, amazing. Everyone's been really nice, even the big stars. I mean, Brent Spiner was still talking to me. He remembered me from Comic-Con from last year, which was amazing. <laughs> so everyone's been really, really nice. It's ridiculous how nice. <laughs> awesome. And... Uh, uh, is this the first time being an extra? Yes, complete first time being an extra, and I know now that I'll never be able to be an extra again and not feel like it's a downhill, you know, move. Yeah. So yeah, I, I actually, there's a lot of extras. I just went into your room, and there's a good 30, 40 people in there. Yeah, I think there's about 40 of us, so it's it's a lot of people. We're all bonding. I yeah. think all of us who are going to Comic Con are like planning on meeting up and hanging out together. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Nice. Well, I really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with me. Thank you very much for having me. Hey guys, I'm here with Sandeep Parikh, and this is actually his first day back uh, shooting. We're going to discuss episode six. What we have down is your West Wing walkthrough. What exactly was that? Was a really fun scene to shoot. It's um, uh, you know, it's sort of that Aaron Sorkin style um, sync, you know, one shot as he walks down a, a, a hallway of a, a convention to. Um, he, he's he's sort of in this mode now where he's he's starting to get into the the Godfather of the convention mode where he's like just kind of ruling the place and setting schedules and you know letting people know what panels are available for certain people and that kind of thing. So and he's getting kind of more and more uh, hooked on energy drinks and, and he hasn't slept in a while and so he starts going a little crazy. It was sort of a challenge. I'm actually kind of nervous to see how it comes out because you know it was my first it's my first day shooting in my first scene not what I would have picked yeah. to pick yeah, as my first through the season already so. yeah and you just like you know you haven't really developed the rhythm yet and like the first scene is like your longest chunk like monologue and you're supposed to be like kind of you know not only are you like saying all you know a huge chunk of words that you have to memorize but it's also just like 
being in this frazzled state and yeah. Um, well, I mean, you're an actor, so... Yeah, no, no, I, uh, I guess that is, yeah, that's what the job calls for. Uh, that's a good point. Um, and now I feel uh, shitty about it. Thanks. Thanks, Kenny. You did a really good job, um, I'm saying. I, we'll see. I, I, we'll see what they cut together. Like, I really wish that we could do it. Okay, you know, I wish it was my third scene. You know what I mean? No, it makes sense. So, it's, you know, because it's, it's just... hard to shoot out of continuity, because like you said, you can't... Yeah, and I'm not even saying necessarily shooting in order, but it's hard when you shoot, like, I think what's w- probably one of his most sort of pivotal scenes of the season, yeah, like, to start shot. out, is is a challenge. Very first shot, so very I hope first it, shot, yeah. I really, I, I don't know, I hope it comes out and, because, um, you know, as stuff went along, as we did the second and third scenes of the day, I felt a little bit better about those, yeah. but those, of course, were shorter scenes, too, so course, yeah. it's easier. But, cool. Yeah. I think it's good, let me see. It'll be great. Hey guys, I'm here with Greg Aronowitz, and we're discussing episode six of season five. Do I say it? Return of the Jedi? <laughs> well, of course. It goes along with all the other ones. I'm going to see what you're going to say for episode seven, eight, and nine. Um, we can only dream. <laughs> so, uh, let's go ahead and start off with, uh, we're, we're back at the steampunk booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we meet more of the steampunk characters, which I know we talked to we'll talk about them briefly in uh, the previous episodes when we saw Marissa. Yeah. Um, so now we have Doug Jones, who is awesome, as Gerald. <laughs> the living Norman Rockwell painting. Yes. Known as Doug Jones. <laughs> I just like it because everybody, I know who Doug Jones is just because I'm a geek and I follow his career and I mm-hmm. love all his characters, but a lot of people don't know what he looks like and don't know who he is. So I think it's cool that we actually see him for the yeah, most part. He I has mean, a mustache, he, he, but... He is, that is Doug Jones. He's super, he's one of those super famous people that nobody knows Knows. they know. Yes. But if there's an awesome, super skinny character. Any kind of character. Yeah, any kind of character. Demon monster. He's definitely the, um, you know, the elite um, costume performer. Yeah. And... But yeah, Silver Surfer, like every everything. Well, cool. I mean, I, he's Abe Sapien. He will always be Abe Sapien yeah. to me because I love the Hellboy movies. Yeah, and he's just awesome in that role. And, yeah, and, 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 and Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, I mean, just his movement and everything. He's just yes. he's awesome. And he's one of the nicest men you'll ever meet in the entire world. He's he's a sweetheart. Yeah, he's a lover. He is. And uh, but it's it's awesome in that he gets to. Um, Actually, just play. He's not playing himself, but he is not in full makeup. He, yes. he has a crazy mustache. You get to see him. Yeah. I know when I interviewed him, that's what we talked about. Like, oh, finally, people are going to actually see you and know who you are just from that. Yeah. You know, not to say that you're a silver surfer or you're, you know, this other person. So yeah, that's, that's no, it's awesome. I've worked with Doug a bunch of times and put makeup on him, so it was cool to just be. Well, yeah, because he said he worked with he worked on Dragon Age. He worked on Dragon Age. He worked on, on Rock Jocks, and now he's working on season five of the Guild. Yeah, he's like been with you and Felicia the entire year. Yeah, there's been a pretty <laughs> tight knit group, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, none of us are making any money, <laughs> but man, we're working a lot. And yeah, you're having fun. <laughs> no, we're having an awesome time, and it's a yeah. great group, and it's great to have Doug as yeah. as part of that group. But he brings so much, you know, and that's uh, that is one of my favorite set pieces from the season. But he, um, 
he really elevates the production value yeah. of yeah. it. You know, just his presence and, and yeah. it makes you believe in in that world and. Yeah, he um, like he says, yeah, I think he calls himself the perfect dandy. Yeah. <laughs> and he is a perfect dandy in that. Yeah, no, he got to have his monocle and, like, all the, you know, yeah. Yeah. all the little things. Yeah, and, and then we also have uh, Jillian, who plays mm-hmm. Lizette. Oh, my God. And she's awesome. She, she's, uh, I don't know, I think probably from the, the oh, maybe it wasn't Steampunker. I'm just thinking, like, my grandfather, he would have called her, like, a firecracker or something. Like, she... <laughs> She is a live wire. Like you yeah. never know what is coming, yeah. but whatever it is is a hundred percent gold. Yeah. Like I feel bad for Sean in editing. Like he just has to make all these decisions, and <laughs> you know, no decision is the yeah. perfect. Like it, they could all be great. You know, they're all any any way you cut that, it's gonna be funny. Yeah. Like she, but it, what I loved about her was just the the subtlety the. The unspoken word that she brought, the her burning desire for Marissa. Yeah, and, that's what I liked you know, about it because you had Marissa who was totally the feminine, very Victorian, and then you have Doug who is the dandy and very prim and proper gentleman, and then you have Lizette who's kind of androgynous, right? And you're not really sure. I mean, obviously, I think it leans more towards you know Marissa's character, right? Right. But it, it, I just liked the way she played it, it was. Very subtle, but very fun. And and hardcore. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? She is just yeah. like, steampunk is, the, you know? It's, yeah, it's her life. It's zeros and ones. Yeah. And you're, you know, you, you can't be both. Yeah. You know? I love it. It was, it was perfect. And I just love all their uh, interaction with, uh, you know, yeah. all the little things yeah. that I, I made. Yeah, when I saw them, I'm like, that trio is going to be the breakout. <laughs> There are good people talking about. Yeah, no, absolutely. Hopefully, there'll be uh, a spinoff, a guild spinoff. Oh, that would be you great. Know, yeah, the the, the steampunk. The steampunkers. Yeah, what is their group called? It's um. I don't remember. Oh, why am I forgetting? Oh, Verite, mm. steampunk Verite. That's it. Um, but yeah, they're fun. And then you know, throw Robin in the mix, throw Clara in the mix, and it just gets crazy. So. Yeah. So today, well, we today we've she's seen she's there in. trying to get in. Right? Yeah, she's, she's trying to be initiated. Yeah, she's meeting the rest of the crowd. Of yeah, the, of the, of the, and I think they promised to try to train her. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna give her a shot because yeah, they gonna, lost they lost a man yeah, in that in a terrible person. steampunk pogo stick accident. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but but yeah, this I love this scene because. It just adds another layer to the set. Like now they're up on stage having their, their tea. tea and mm-hmm. and just this is where the velvet rope. Comes the, out yeah, the the, the velvet time. rope that kind of you yeah. know just is. Like, they don't <laughs> care. They're it's like every other person is at that convention to make money. Yeah, and they are just a window display. Yeah, they don't. They would they would talk you out of not buying their stuff because you're not worthy. Yes, uh, they're just there to show. I love them. You know, their lifestyle and, you know, they're like the velvet rope. Like, just don't bother us. We're, yeah. It's, you know, it's, there's only six hours of convention, but <laughs> we, don't, we don't, the next two hours, we, we can't deal with you. Yeah. And, and um, you know, just the, the fact that the stage was only supposed to be there for one scene where, I can't remember what the scene was, but it was just a brief thing where Sean felt that, he needed to elevate them um, 
It might have been the T scene. The T scene would would seem yeah, and, they want to be upper and they want to be yeah, and it just it just ended up being so funny that we just left it there the entire time, <laughs> you know, because it just kind of was symbolic of their attitude that they were above everybody, and yeah. it just made the set look so interesting, you know. And I love the shots like over them looking down at Clara, and she just looks like so she looks like one of her kids, <laughs> yeah. you know. She's getting a taste of her own medicine. Yeah. She's just like please, 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 and they're like. <laughs> Go away, you know, and and, and Robin is just She's amazing. Awesome. Like just yeah. her, like she doesn't do the dumb blonde like everybody else does it. She just does like this dismissive, like I don't know what that means, and yeah. doesn't really care. And it's just so funny. Yeah, but deep down, I think she does. There's a certain part of Claire that I, I think she's not as. Absent-minded. Yeah, it's 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 not so much that she's absent-minded as if she's she doesn't care. Yeah, like she's basically like, I I know you just said something, but this is what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? And she just kind of disguises it as yeah. like those words are too complicated, but this yeah. is what I need to tell yeah. you. Yeah, and it was she's yeah. Good. This whole season was just hard. The hardest part of the job was not laughing during the take. <laughs> you know what I mean? Season, but yeah, this it's, season was different. Yeah, it was just crazy. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and talk about uh, Tink's plushy outfit. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, that was a wardrobe thing. Yeah. You did have... Tink. Yeah, I actually got to be involved. But yeah, Tink is in the full plushy costume of her. Yeah. And um, uh, the costume was like super cool, but there, there were two things. One was that... Um, on the day, they kind of felt like it didn't look enough like her to sell the joke. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the last minute, it got handed to me, and they were like, "Can you do anything <laughs> with this?" Yeah. Um, and uh, one of the things was it kind of looked maybe a little not masculine, but it looked it maybe more like a boy than a. Uh, girl yeah you know not manly but not it was just kind of in this weird androgynous thing it was cute but um so i went and painted uh lips and airbrushed cheeks and then i had felt from one of the other things i was making and i made like felt eyelashes and you know it helped a little i had i ran over to amy she was in another costume and i was like you know, just give me cute face, you know? And I, I took my iPhone and I just took a picture and she was like, what are you doing? And um, I just tried to recreate the lip shape and stuff. But yeah. but they were trying to keep it um, like very humanoid. So they made the head pretty tight. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure you talked to Amy about this, but she is, you know, claustrophobic. Yeah. And, um, which concerned me about future things coming up. <laughs> um but she she was cool like she talked to me about it and and I kind of like got her to um you know understand like how the head was made and how it wasn't really you know yeah. a problem and and she was a trooper and she definitely she tried to wear it but she just couldn't do yeah. the the thing ultimately so kim came in and you know, was the other was Asian the in the Asian costume? Like, it was yeah, really but, weird. Yeah. It was, I felt like we were making some weird kind of like, you know, only uh, the, only Russian doll, Asian. like those yeah. things where they, you know. And I have to say, 
you know, there's so many like, you know, the most profound moment, the funniest moment, but like the most surreal moment was standing next to Amy, two feet from Kim, and Amy did the dialogue, and Kim oh, the pantomimed it yeah. as Felicia, and it was like so dead on. And it like my mind couldn't the synapses uh, couldn't it, um, behind the scenes connect it. Cool it was so weird. Amy should have gotten pictures next to herself. Yeah, she, I'm sure she did. Cool. But to actually hear Amy talk he, behind me or like yeah. she was right next to me, and, and Kim is, and it, but they really had it down. Like because Kim and you know I'm sure maybe Guild fans don't know this, but Kim is an amazing yeah. actor herself. You know. And so she was able to just like you know ingest the dialogue fully because she already knew the script. Yeah. But like you don't always think of yeah. it in terms of the individual dialogue. But you know she was able to just jump right into that mode, and then just from her and Amy doing it like once, she got like the inflection and knew when things were coming, and it was flawless and kind of creepy and super <laughs> weird. But it was also really hot in the convention center and you know Kim was basically wearing uh, like five Snuggies you know to do that so that was like that was wacky nice but interesting (laughs) nice let's go ahead and talk about the autograph area again Um, there's actually two big features in in this episode of course we have Nathan Fillion yeah who uh spoiler wait (laughs) And they already saw it. No, they know he's no there. one listened to this if you haven't <laughs> watched it. So, um, and that was a lot of fun. Now I don't know. Do you know Nathan at all? Have you met him? Um, no, I actually, you know, it's just one of those like peripheral things where it's like I have all of these, you know, one degree. Of, yeah. Well, what is it? Is it two degrees when it's you, you through somebody? Um, but uh, yeah, like everybody I know. You know, knows, knows him. him, and I've never actually got to interact. So that was the first time, and that was like you know really exciting because he's just super cool. I'm a huge, huge Firefly yeah. fan. You know, like who in this room isn't? Who listening to this <laughs> podcast isn't? But no, I really, really am. I, I loved that show, and I loved you know his character, and uh, you know I love Castle. I think he's just yeah. He's just really cool, and it was just really cool of him to, you know, show up. I know um, there were rumors of him being other characters in in the show. Yes, uh, you know, I don't know if Felicia talked about that. Or, she no, she's never mentioned. She mentioned yeah. it to me, but I don't think she yeah. So I'll save it because I don't yeah. want to be the one who lets that cat <laughs> out of the bag. Even though obviously it, w- it wouldn't happen now, but it um, wouldn't. But I thought it, at the time it was a great yeah. Idea. People can just ask at the conventions. That could be a good question. There you go. You know, um, but uh, yeah, it was just awesome for him to come out and again, like just kind of fusing all those worlds and it's a great part it's him yeah. coming going like I need to yeah. talk to you like it's such an ego boost for for Blades and um, you know that was fun that was one of the spoilers for, for Mike Z when he was making the banners because we really weren't sure who was going to have tables in the autograph area mm-hmm. or not so um, I put him on the list to make a little like name play- and he, Mike freaked out. He was like, "Oh my god, Nathan's gonna be there!" And he, 
he was like, please tell me we can make Nathan like an awesome booth. Like I want to make like banners and you know <laughs> pictures of him. And I was like – and at that point, I had found out that he wasn't going to have a booth. He was going to be – the yeah. point was that he's in line yeah. trying to get the blades. But then I was like, well, there might be a scene later where we see like an empty booth that we, he was supposed to be there. So I had him make a nameplate and – and I was like, no, sorry, Mike, we're not really, we're not doing anything. And, you know, and for whatever reason, you know, I don't know if he was just trying to fill space on the printer when he, but he just went nuts and he sent me like nine Nathan Fillion banners. Like he just printed his name out a million times. And, um, it's crazy. So Nathan signed one for him that, oh, you know, we, yeah, awesome. we sent back to him. That's so, great. Uh, yeah, that was. That was super cool. But it was definitely, you know, just brought up a lot of energy. Yeah. Brought the level of energy up on the set. And yeah. It was exciting. But hopefully, you know, I'll get to work with him again in the future. Yeah. You never know. Cool. And then, of course, the big, uh, at least for me, this was a huge thrill. No, I, I, end of this episode. I was going to say, you know, Nathan Fillion, awesome. <laughs> He's got nothing on Aaron Gray. <laughs> I. Yeah. I mean, because we come from the same era. You know, Buck Rogers. Yeah. And, and, you know, I just remember on Silver Spoons. And mm-hmm. I remember, you know, that's Erin Gray to me. She will always be that icon. She was the first strong woman who yeah. butt and was sexy at the same time. Yeah. You know, and she's one that first sported the, the spandex, the white yeah. spandex outfit. The white one, the green yeah. one, the purple one. <laughs> you the know. silver one. I think the, she had all the Yeah. yeah. This is all the so, yeah, so the let's talk about Erin Gray being uh, brought on. To the guild. Yeah. Um, I know we only get a brief scene with her, but obviously... Yeah, it's like, it's like the introduction. Yeah, and, you, know, we, you it's, know, it's... We know where the story goes with her, but... Yeah. You know, we can't say too much. But <laughs> let's just talk about the initial... Because you made her entire Time Rings story plot. Yeah. You know, I mean, you made all the DVDs. You made the pictures. Yeah, all, all the... All and, the... Now, and again, did you take pictures of her... Or did you take previous shots of her? No, I yeah, I'd gotten shots of okay. her. Like basically, Aaron's super super cool, and um, yeah, I'd met Aaron like years and years and years ago. Oh really? Yeah, um, I had run into her. I mean, probably twenty years ago, and you know, I was just like, you know, a nerdy teenager, you know, <laughs> and, and uh, I was already in Hollywood and and doing stuff, but. Um, I told her, I said, you know, people may tell you this all the time. You may find this uncomfortable, but I have got to tell you that when I was, you know, like a kid, you were like my first understanding of what a woman was. You know what I mean? And it's like you said, you know, she was strong. She was beautiful. She was just in that skin tight spandex. And I was like that watching TV, staying up late to watch Buck Rogers and seeing you was like the first time. I had any kind of like attraction, yeah, yeah. you know, to, and and um, I'm sure people told her that all the time. But she <laughs> played it very cool, and she she was just like, "Oh, that's so sweet." No, nobody's ever told me that to my face, you know. <laughs> <To> my face. <laughs> but um, she gave me a photo, and it's her in the spandex holding the thing, uh-huh. and uh, you know, she autographed it, and uh, it. I won't even say what it says because it's weird. It's weird to say, but it was like it was very. She basically wrote something about what I told her, uh-huh. and um, that's one of my favorite photos. But uh, 
Yeah, she, I've, she's always been one of my favorites. So Did she remember you after 20 years? Not she didn't remember that. She didn't remember no, that. Yeah, but, people she needs. But, <laughs> no, and to be honest, I was going to tell her that story again, and I didn't. Maybe she's listening, and she'll be like, oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> I'll show her the photo, and she'll be like, I wrote that, you know. But, um, but it was at a time where, like, she was obviously, there was a lot of fans. She was making money, but I, it's not like it is today where it was, like, so overwhelming. So mm-hmm. it was a little more... You were able to go up and talk to people for a couple minutes, yeah. and you know. But yeah. yeah, she didn't remember me from there. But we, um, she's actually helped me uh, on some other projects, um, just find some cast and stuff because she deals with all those people. And, mm-hmm. But it was cool to, um, yeah, to do the artwork. So what I did, is I told her that I wanted to do, you know, artwork of a fictional show with her in it and she just gave me a bunch of her publicity shots and everything and I was able to like you know there's some nice looking pictures yeah there's awesome awesome yeah. stuff and, I've seen you have you know, stuff still yeah <laughs> yeah um, and I specifically picked like the non-Buck Rogers one so yeah. that it wasn't like you know yeah yeah um, but I used those as reference and then just did original uh, the main time rings thing is a, is a painting yeah. you know and I just tried to capture Everything that you know, it's a combination of um, like sliders and um, uh, Doctor Who and Buck Rogers, and um, you know, like Land of the Lost, and you like all those kinds of weird. You know, I put the dinosaur in there, yeah. and the whole like I tried to show like the future and the past, and but m- tried to make it very much like one of those eighties posters. Yeah. You know, that's great. So it was fun. It's very very cool. And then um, uh, Kristen had designed the costume, but hadn't made the costume yet. So she sent me like a you know line drawing of it. So I had to do my painting like a fully rendered version um and i just kind of guessed but then i sent that to her and then and she was like you're like 90 percent there there's just like these little differences but then she kind of changed some stuff to look like mine oh, and cool. i think in the end you know yeah, it looks yeah it was pretty funny that's cool but i tried to give her a little robot you know yeah. like the twiggy kind of thing you know so and then on the table we have a gun that's like a prop from the show uh-huh. And uh, um, Amish, Kevin Ivers, actually made that out of an old hot glue gun and a burnt-out Dremel that were just laying around. He just, like, put it together and made, like, a 80s, you know. the Yeah, it's kind of, uh, that was, like, Star Wars kind of set a tone for, like, making weapons out of they used a lot of World War Two stuff. and But when, when they went to the, the TV show, specifically... Um, the uh, um, Glenn Larson shows they they kind of got a little carried away with the, they liked to have stuff like super clunky and detailed and crystals you know like almost all the Glenn Larson um, laser pistols have like crystals at the end and it's like what you know <laughs> I mean I guess it kind of makes sense with a laser but it, you know but they're all very like knobs and things and yeah. like you said a little steampunky but like future steampunky and um, you know, but like Battlestar Galactica, the original Battlestar, and and you know Buck Rogers, and so we looked at all those guns, and we're like, we want something that's 
you know, there's just too many parts for <laughs> for it to just be, you know. Yeah. Um, and we put that together, and that was the thing that I showed that to Sean, and I said, you know, and we'll have this out. Like she has a real prop, and he was like, oh, everybody should have props. Oh, so yeah, that was the thing. I was like, oh. and then we made DVDs. Like she's selling photos and selling DVDs. Yeah. So we made. I did the big art, and we made a DVD, and then um, we just mocked up another piece to be like season two so she has like season one and season yeah. two dvds nice you know that was fun it was very cool but she's awesome all right cool well thank you for chatting with me i'll be back hey guys i'm here with jeff lewis again i almost said vork um yeah, <laughs> but we're so used to intermingling those two names. Really you get called Vork on set all the time, and I do. It's, <laughs> in fact, I I think I worked on a on Rock Jocks uh, with Felicia, and she and some one of the one of the PAs or something said, "Hey, Vork," <laughs> and it was kind of weird because I wasn't even on the set of the Guild. It was on a totally different show, and yep, yep. it's a little strange, but it's a well-known character. yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about your experience working with Nathan Fillion. Yeah, it was great. He was really nice and really down to earth. And um, uh, now, is this it was the first really time fun. you got to meet him? I I think so. I mean, I I think I may have met him. He may have been hidden in costume at Comic Con. I may have met him that way, but I, it really is. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And he was really nice and normal, and he was really open to doing stuff. And uh, it was kind of fun, too, to... Uh, I just kind of am mad at him. The character of Vork is mad at him, and I just stare at him a lot. <laughs> and uh, we were pretty close together, and uh, just been really fun to... You know, we didn't really improvise, but it was really fun yeah. to do uh, just do lines. And yeah. he was he was really good. He's a big guy. He is. He's a big, strapping fellow. Yeah. And uh, he, I think he came out, he was hidden behind me and came out, and it was just like, man, this giant. <laughs> yeah. He has big shoulders, yeah. Yeah. He's a big yeah. But it was, uh, it was great. It was really fun. Cool. Yeah. Right. Thank you very much. Then, yeah, and then we had Robin interacting with uh, Marissa. Yes. Who's playing Alina. Yes, Marissa Tantarone. The steampunk snobs. Steampunk trio who I think are going to steal this entire I, season. I, I said the same thing when I was talking to them. Yeah. They, they are incredible. They are ridiculous. And yeah. I I mean, here's the thing. is like when Felicia gave me the script, she said, you know, we have a steampunk scene. And I read the characters and then she told me who was playing the characters. And I was just like, I, I can't imagine the actors were getting messing this up. And sure enough, we had our table read and you were there. And oh. like even there, I mean, I it gave, yeah. I, I mean, I gave notes here and there, but overall, like they just nailed it. Yeah. They were great. Yeah. It was um, and that was a lot of fun. It was just fun to work with. Uh, I'd never worked with Marissa or Doug Jones before. And, and Marissa and I, I've, I've known her for a while now and, and it was just a lot of fun. And yeah. they were all very easy to direct and God, those were fun scenes. They, yeah. They were a blast. Clara returns to the steampunk. She leaves her box of t-shirts. And that's all three of them having their They're tea. all having their tea party, their roped-off tea party. Yes. Uh, yeah, and that's a big credit to Greg Aronowitz, who has built everything in there from the, from the steampunk tea kettle to the yeah. steampunk uh, cups to everything. Yeah. And just the three of them together. Like, I told Felicia, I was like, that, that you know, we always joke about spinoffs. Like, <laughs> that's going to be the spinoff. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, once again, I mean, the, the thing was is we, we shot um, three seats, excuse me, in a steampunk boot. So, you know, once we got in, we were able to yeah. 
find our groove. Everyone's very responsive. And, yeah. and yeah, they, they all, all the scenes just went great. And the thing was, is uh, our DP Chris Darnell and his new lighting team, like, they were like, you know what, like, we're at a convention. It can, we can get away with this being very flat, you yeah. know, like, more documentary style, kind of shooting with the available light, yeah. bringing in what we can. But he's like, but the one thing that I have to spend time on is that steampunk booth. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's agreed. It looked great. So what's going to happen is it's going to be great. You're going to see a steampunk booth, and then on the reverse, it's just the convention. Yeah. You know? But we want to make sure that that's the best place to yeah. be. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Hey, guys, this is Kenny. I'm here with Adana. She is our steampunk aficionado. Um, thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me here today. And how did you get involved with the guild? How to get involved with the guild? Well, I actually, um, I'm a big geek. I, uh, but uh, I play the better one. I play EverQuest too, and um, so I've been watching the show now. And um, imagine my surprise when I got an email from Felicia saying, "Hey, look, we're doing this thing, and we need costumes. Can you do it?" And um, after I got done running around my house and squealing like a little girl, <laughs> I, I said, um, yeah, I'd love to do that. So, um, so yeah, so I actually own the only steampunk clothing company in America. I'll just say, how did she find you? Did yeah, you yeah, I, we are the first brick-and-mortar store and, and the first web store that sells steampunk. And so, uh, you know, I already had the stuff. So they kind of just came and raided and, <laughs> I mean, really, they raided. Um, they raided my store. And um, I have nothing left to sell my customers. I've been giving refunds all week. People are pissed, but it, the show looks great, so who oh, cares? Yeah, definitely, definitely looks awesome. So your, is your store in L.A.? Burbank, oh, so yeah. It's in Burbank? Yeah. Okay, where is it located so people can find it? Oh, um, well, mostly it's clockworkcouture.com because okay. uh, we are appointment only. But, okay. uh, yeah, so you can't just kind of drive by, but uh, if you call first, we'll put tea on. Okay. And, but, oh, so they call, make an appointment, and then they go in? Yeah, and we and do get the fitted whole and song and dance, you know, be our guest kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we wait on people hand and foot. That's great. And can you spell that out for people? Uh, oh, of course. Uh, Clockwork Couture, C-L-O-C-K-W-O-R-K-C-O-U-T-U-R-E.com. Awesome. Almost forgot how to spell it myself. <laughs> it's been a long day on set. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's talk about each of their outfits. Okay. So we have uh, Doug Jones, who plays I Gerald. Love Doug Jones. <laughs> Best person in the whole world. Um, and as of the moment um, that this is being um, being recorded, Doug doesn't know that we have a surprise in store for him. Uh-oh. When he came back from filming in France, he uh, he so proudly had a T-shirt on that says "French Cinema Loves Doug Jones." Oh wow! That's and when awesome. Sean Becker, the director, uh, was uh, in our shop with us. I'm, I'm whispering because I don't want Doug to hear. I think it's in the other room being in Okay, good. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we saw it and we thought it was so funny because he's just so proud of it and they were so sweet and loved him so much that we made one that says the guild loves Doug Jones and we're going to present it to him in a little while <gasps> and he's going to squeal like a little oh, girl. Oh, I need to be here for that. Yeah, that's I need to make, That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, we actually made one for, um, for Sean as well but realized we might make the other two steampunk people feel bad so yeah. we didn't do that but um <laughs> not that we don't love them but yeah. they didn't have t-shirts on the day they came in for fittings it's their fault of course um so doug oh his yes. outfit sorry train of thought That's fine. um so we, we figured he was going to be the gentleman of the group he was going to be the high 
class gent, and yes. so he's always got an eyepiece. That's his thing. Is he's always got an eyepiece. He's got an eye patch in one seat. He's got a monocle in another, and he's got glasses in another. He's always got eye things on, and um, and always in suits. He's always very tailored uh, because Doug Jones is such a gaunt, statuesque actor. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Boy. Yeah, I had to get on the step stool to tie his eye patch on. Um, so I, I think I think that's good. You know that he just kind of. He's the gentleman, and he almost looks a little villainous and creepy, but because of his stature, but yeah. he looked good. Yeah. He looks real good. Nice. Now let's talk about Marissa. Marissa is the cutest thing in the whole yeah. world. I love her to pieces. Marissa, if you ever hear this podcast, know I love you, and I will have babies with you. <laughs> I'll have to ask my husband's permission first. Um, so she was. she's a very dreamlike character. Yeah. You know, I mean, she's she's proper... Uh, and I know that her character isn't doesn't seem so sweet, but we we styled her very sweetly. Yeah. She's always got lace on and ruffles, and she's just she's very girly. She's yeah. she's the tea drinker, and um, she's just the lady. I yeah. love that about her. Yeah, and, very um, yeah, so delicate with her curls. Yeah. And so that was her look, because we always wanted to put corsets on her, and always always yeah. a lady. Yeah, yeah, because she's in several outfits. Yes. Uh, in different episodes. Yeah, and, and a different corset in each one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. so that's fun. It is. Yeah, and, and she's actually wearing most of them are my clothes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we had to read my closet for her. Great. Now, how about uh, Jillian? Jillian is um, she was the androgynous one. Okay. We. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was given to me. It's not like I decided, but yeah. it was decided that she was going to be the androgynous of the, of the three. So she's she's the staple. She's the glue that binds them all together for some reason. So um, kind of tailored, but she's also a little a little on the punk rock side, you know. This woman wearing a bowler and choppers and uh, yeah. and big boots, yeah. yeah. And now, she's rough. Is this is that typical? Are there women out there who do do this? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so there's all types of. Oh man, yeah, everything over the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, Can you talk Lolita. a little bit about steampunk? Um, okay. Uh, well, I'm going to get razzed by people all over the internet. I'm just going to go ahead and say that right now because it's still a growing subculture and it's still finding itself. So for me to define it is going to piss people off, but I'll do it just anyway. A, an idea. Just no, I don't mind. I'll piss people off. Uh, I'm Italian. It's what I do. Um, it's the Victorian of our past, but in the future, it's what if we'd never been afraid of steam-powered technology? What if it had gone further? What if Tesla had been right? Mm-hmm. All of these things are possibilities, and it was endless, and it was optimistic. And uh, and that's why I don't agree with people taking it to a dystopian place. I think it was a very hopeful one. Mm-hmm. But it's still in the fantasy aspect. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't shun people of color, you know, in yeah, steampunk, yeah, yeah. yeah, or women for having opinions. Yeah. Uh, it's lovely. Yeah. It's the past that should have been. So, um, steampunk is that. It's it's Victorian sensibilities with, with modern modern opinions and it's beautiful and yeah it is beautiful yeah and people get so upset sometimes when they think oh god no steampunk is going so mainstream and uh, my opinion is i would much rather see girls wearing corsets up and down the street everywhere rather than some of the things they're wearing now so i say bring it (laughs) (laughs) not from a business aspect really i mean aesthetically i say bring it no it's just beautiful clothing in general the men and women both yeah there's no it's just it's a great time yeah it's a great yeah you're right i mean because normally they're 
clothed head to toe. Right. You know. The big oversized sunglasses yeah. and the shorts is showing half the butt. No, yeah. I want to see women dressing well again. I want to see hats. I want to see gentlemen. Very elegant. That's a good term for it. It's very yeah. elegant. Return yeah. to chivalry. Yeah. It's wonderful and yeah. romance. Yeah, it is. It's a very cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know much about it, but I have been seeing it. I go to Comic Con every year, so I saw it sprinkled like four or five years ago, and then. Every year, it seems like there's more and more, and then finally I realized what it was. And, and now there's, and like, steampunk stormtroopers yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And there's a store, which is, that's fantastic. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even know about the store. That's that's great. Well, you know, I mean, we're still little. We yeah. are, at base, a three-person operation, except for all the seamstresses and yeah. things we employ in the office. It's yeah. just three of us. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And the shop cat. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very cool. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with us, and uh, we look forward to uh, seeing more of Steampunk uh, on the Guild. I look forward to that and um, and orders. Yeah, that's what I want. I want <laughs> orders from the Guild. That's right. I'm just kidding. I love you guys. Thanks. <laughs> Hey, Guildies, I'm here with Marissa Tancheron. Yes. Is that right? right. <laughs> I feel, You're I know. so scared. I'm so afraid I'm going to say it wrong. I feel like everyone does that. They're like, they get all choked up before they Yeah, actually... it's like, you say it in your head over and over, but then when it comes out, you're like, is that right? Yeah, I'm so scared. Okay, I got it. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. I oh, really appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. Great. Let's um let's start at the very beginning since mm-hmm. we weren't able to talk to you for your premiere episode. Right. Um, we're just going to start back then. So, who approached you about joining the guild? Oh my goodness. Or how did you become friends with Felicia? Let's go even further back. Let's go even. Let's go way back. Yeah. Um. Well, I first learned about Felicia through Joss, okay. and it was during the time we were looking to cast Penny for Doctor Horrible. And he said, you know, I know this actress, she worked on Buffy, she's wonderful, she's a friend, Um, you have to check out her web series. So uh, Jed, Zach, and I did so, and of course fell in love with her, and I was like, well, duh, (laughs) Penny should just be her. Yeah. And then I also, you know, all the while fell, all the while, does that even make sense? (laughs) While, um, you know, trying to figure out if we were going to cast her, I started watching the show, it was, I think it was in its... I think it was second second season, season? yeah. I think they were end of their first, beginning of their second season. So I caught up on all those episodes and just absolutely fell in love with the show. Yeah. And so I became a fan like everybody else. And and I think uh, while we were shooting Dr. Horrible, I mentioned that to Felicia. Like, her show is awesome and she's awesome. We became really close friends. And I think through our friendship, I've been like, I mean, if, if... (laughs) Ever you think of a part for I don't know me? Yeah, it would be awesome. But you know, no pressure. No, yeah, no pressure. No, no pressure. I mean, but if you think of I don't know, I could do some. Even if I just walk on for a second, I could bring you coffee, just so I could say I was a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was literally talking about, like, no lines, just be like running in the background doing a little jig or something, and. um and then before this season, she approached me. She's like, I think I'm, I'm doing a little thing for you. And I was like, okay. And meanwhile, I'm thinking, like, the coffee girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she told me, no, I want to make you this steampunk mistress. And I was like, what? 
yeah. I mean, my brain exploded. I was so happy, and like moon hearts fluttered out of my yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I am like beyond honored and yeah. flattered and happy. That so great. I got to do it. That's great. And yeah. before that, let's talk about the music video really quick because you're actually oh, yeah. you're part of the guild already. Yeah, I guess. In but both sort of, you and your husband right. became part of the guild family by right. he directed and wrote. Mm-hmm. Or co-wrote yes the, the date my avatar song mm-hmm. and then you danced in I it danced up in that that's thing. right it was so much fun that was a lot of fun that day it took me back to my like <laughs> good old days yeah. <laughs> dancing with amy who's an incredible dancer and all the other dancers yeah. and a friend of mine Chantel robson choreographed yeah um yeah that was a fun time yeah so i guess essentially i'm sort of was you're, part became part yeah. of guild back then you were just returning to it now, now i'm returning <laughs> in a bigger fancy yeah, that's way. right that's right <laughs> so when you got the script and you read alina mm. did you picture her already in your mind of how you were going to act it um, i mean did you know much about steampunk it, I didn't know much about. I I knew of the genre. I'd seen it at the cons, yeah. and I was. I've always been fascinated by it. I, I find the whole culture just really interesting, and um, so I had to dive into it a little bit just to you know discover more. Yeah. And, and I just became obsessed with the clothes. <laughs> um, and as far as the the her personality, Alina's personality, it was definitely laid out. In the script, and 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 then Felicia was like, you know, just go for it, um, and I had a great time. <laughs> I think the choice I had made, made just um, sort of by instinct, yeah. was a lot more harsh and mean. And Felicia on set was like, well, you know, have her smile here and there, like have her just talk to these girls as if they, they're. She feels they're beneath her, but yeah. but there's still like a warm quality there. So there's you know yeah. little smiles and glances, and she gives them the time of day, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but she doesn't accept them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very way twitty. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of wardrobe, you actually went in to mm. uh, Clockwork Couture mm-hmm. and tried on various outfits. Best day. Ever. I know there's pictures of you. In all your various outfits, but they're hoping to actually put up one time, one oh, day somewhere. Oh, good. Yeah, because I guess some of them were just gorgeous. Oh my! Picture, God. and you made Felicia jealous, where she was so bummed <laughs> that she didn't write herself into that story. Oh line. no! Yeah, <laughs> I so know. Just talk about that day. How was that? Just that was so much fun. Donna is um, a wonderful person, and she—I think she was having fun playing dress up. Oh, I'm sure. Everybody. Yeah. And uh, I think I tried on about. I don't know, seven, eight outfits? Yeah. You can hear my cat whining yeah. in the background. <laughs> Wiley. Wiley, stop it. I don't know what it is about, like, Max is the older one. Oh, you have I'm, two. So I, I have two. two. Max, yeah. well, he doesn't care. Yeah. He's like, oh, there's people here. Who gives a yeah. shit? <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, Wiley's like, why aren't you yeah, talking that's to right. me? That's right. Pay attention to me. <laughs> um, oh, I think I was there for hours. At clockwork yeah um just trying on various shoes and all the trinkets and the th- and i wanted to walk home with each and every one of those <laughs> things oh my god but so were all the outfits similar when you tried them on did they all no, look the same or were they just vastly unique. different well i mean it's it's of the same yeah the victorian victorian period steampunkish yes, type of thing but there i mean every little facet of every outfit is so different yeah it was really 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 yeah so much fun, and yeah. then on the day when we were shooting, um, I, I so wanted to just run <laughs> off with the 
wardrobe. It was gorgeous. Now, was that one of your favorites that they that they chose? That first black one, yeah, the black on with the white lace. Yes, I loved that. Yeah. So, oh my god, I had an amazing time working with Doug and Jillian. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about that episode because yeah. that's where Clara comes back to get her box. And that's mm-hmm. where you're there with the group and you're drinking tea. Her and box full of yeah unsavory t-shirts. <laughs> um, but yeah, how was it working with? Had you worked with Doug before or I Jillian? I worked. Uh, no, I had just met them that day. And, oh well, no, we met at the read through. Mm-hmm. I think a week prior. But, yeah. Um, they're fantastic. I mean, they're so talented and so funny, and the timing between all three of us. I think it was sort of a wonderful thing that like our chemistry was. Sort it was perfect. Of, it was spot on yes. right away. It's not like we had you guys to get fed to off know each other. Each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was instant. You guys fed off. I was just in awe watching it. it oh, was just so good. much fun. Oh, good. You know, I, I think I told you on set. I'm like. You three are going to be the breakout. Oh, <laughs> because it's such a the, the characters are so much fun, and you guys played them so well. And it, well, I mean, clearly, it's you guys were a trio, right? You could tell you were a trio, you know. Clearly, it was in the script. Um, Felicia, I mean, what can she not do? Yeah, and Sean, you know, directed us so well, and then it cuts together so yeah, perfectly. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, it could have been like. A more fun time. Yeah. And how was it working with, uh, I almost said Clara, but Robin? Oh, my God. I've been her biggest fan forever. <laughs> the stuff she's doing this season is, yeah. I mean, I think. Some she, of her best. Yeah. 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 I adore her as a, you know, human in general. Yeah. <laughs> and then at her character is just beyond, I think, uh, in this episode that I just watched today, episode f- uh, five. Yes. Yes. True. Um, ends and begins, right? Or something. Ends and begins. Yeah. Yeah. Ends and begins. Which? Oh no, no, that's the that was four. That oh was God! See, I'm getting them all. I know years. this was because the way it just came out was um, prospect something. I don't remember nah. it now. Oh well. Title doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Screw those titles. <laughs> um, uh, she, she when she tosses the food when she gets excited to yes. talk about the steamboat food that yeah. I, I think I could stop. I had to rewind that over and again. <laughs> I mean, everybody is is fantastic. Yeah. In like just throughout the course of the yeah. entire series, and yeah. I think really like I don't know something about the season. It feels like they've all come into their own so solidly. That yeah. Just as a cast, they're just so good. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Now uh, with the steampunk, you have three distinguished personalities. Mm-hmm. You obviously have Doug, who's playing um, Gerald. Gerald. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. And you know he's very. Uh, dandy type of mm-hmm. you know, prissy and so good at yes. it. Yes, and then you have you who are so girly mm-hmm. and I mean over the top girly. Yeah, and then you have Lizette or Jillian uh-huh. who's kind of like you know she wears the pants and you're right. like cross between the she two. She also of you. has a sophistication and poise or that I think yes. like the entire group has. Yeah, yeah. But I just like how you all have distinguishable mm-hmm. characters. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not all just a big lump. I wanted to people. wear um, um, Jillian's outfit too. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't have any outfits with pants because I think they went all lady with you. They all they went full. So dresses and corsets and yeah. yeah yeah. Hey Gildies, I'm here with Felicia Day. We're here discussing episode six. We're halfway done. Yeah. The season. Halfway. That's crazy. Crazy. I mean. I don't know. That's crazy to me because <laughs> there's so much work that went into it. Now it's half done. Oh, well. I know. I think it's I, I know. really good. This episode is chock full of stuff. 
This is one of my, this is actually, every time I got an edit on this episode, I said to Matt Smith, our editor, and Sean and Kim, this is my favorite episode. Yeah. So yeah. It's definitely, definitely, definitely up there. Yeah. So let's start off with your webcam. It's probably the best webcam, at least my opinion, that of all the seasons. It's because I look really pretty, right? <laughs> something about it. It's very funny, and it's, there's, it's something appealing to, I don't know what it is. It's just so good. I uh, I have a theory that the uglier or dirtier or <laughs> the funnier, better I am. I, I did. I was on Dollhouse and I was always like, put more dirt on me because I look better with it. I look better. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I always feel more comfortable too. Just like, just lay it on me, man. Just put the rack. Yeah. On me. I need to be like some kind of game <laughs> in the future. That'd be great. <laughs> Oh, but uh, it was a great scene. And then, of course, we open up with the steampunk trio. We finally get to meet uh, Lizette and uh, Gerald. Gerald and Lizette, who are just hilarious. I mean, I literally, I could write a whole, I could write a whole web series just on those guys because I just, I love them so much. They're so out yeah. of the realm of reality, and yeah. that's what I love about conventions. Like you can do this, and it's like such a weird world um, that they completely fit because they do like you'll see people like this at conventions and I love steampunk so much. I know yeah. that somebody was like, why are you making fun of steampunk? I'm like, I'm having fun with steampunk, but I'm not making fun of it because I love it. Um, yeah, yeah. I love the style of it. I love the way it looks and I love the whole culture and I love the literature and these guys yeah, are going to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now when you wrote the three steampunkers, did you have, these three people in mind? Did you have Marissa, uh, Jillian, and Doug in mind for these roles? I had um, Marissa in mind, definitely. I created that role for her. And then Doug, I was writing, and as I was, like, writing it, I was like, oh, Doug would be great for this. So I definitely honed it for him. And then um, Jillian is just a random, you know, I wrote Lizette just not with anybody in mind, but then Kim Evie actually knows Jillian, and from Seattle when she lived there. And then I did a movie with Jillian called Prairie Fever was a, not one of my highlights, but we, <laughs> um, so when, when Kim was like, what about Jillian? I was like, Oh, of course, Jillian's perfect. If I had known, yeah. I would have totally written it for her, which, and she just adds so much to the character. It's really pretty funny. Um, yeah. so like their whole dynamic is just so oddball and the way they look is amazing. Um, we had some amazing costumes from Clockwork Couture mm-hmm. and um, Donna. Yeah, I, I heard you were bummed that you didn't write Codex into this storyline because you couldn't well, dress up. I know. Well, Tink gets all the cool outfits and I get nothing. I'm in the same. <laughs> what was I thinking? I mean, Marissa looks so gorgeous in that, those outfits. And yeah, I'm, yeah. Um, why didn't I get this? Yeah. So I was a little peeped about it. But this, the episode is really funny, and Clara is so funny behind that belt. She is so good, yes. I gotta yeah, say, definitely. Robin, of, of all the cast, I think Robin, Robin has just like reached new heights this season with Clara. She's just mm-hmm. so committed and funny, and her facial expressions just make me laugh every single time. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Now, with, did you always write the steampunk to be kind of snooty? Or was that their interpretation of it? Um, yeah. You know, I always wanted them to be aloof, but Marissa, with that crazy accent, 
<laughs> is that she came in with that, and then all of them just got these crazy accents, which I thought was perfect, but I never, you know, I didn't say they, were, they had faux English accents, but they just mm-hmm. come up with them, and I think it's so funny. And then Sean, on the very last edit pass, added that sepia and the old-timey music to the top of the episode, which I thought was so mm-hmm. incredibly funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just great stuff. Yeah. Now, what did you think of uh, the booth? Oh, the booth looked amazing. I forget the guy's name who donated all that stuff. I mean, Greg did, um, you know, a lot of it. He made the the clockwork gears turn and stuff on the stage, which I was like, what the hell? But then we got a bunch of the props from a guy, and I'm sorry, I can't remember the name. They do the masquerade every yeah, year. Yeah, Greg, Greg talks about it. So, yeah, we got his information there. Okay, good. I never met them, that's why. But, um, yeah. but yeah, no, the whole look of that, that whole setup was a lot of donations and very hard work on no money. And I'm really, really happy with how it came to all. And I hope nobody who loves steampunk thinks I hate steampunk, because I really love it. I wanted no. to see it, and that's why. It's a yeah. I can't have it. I, I think it's a compliment. Yeah, it's just like, you know, with gamers. Yeah. You're exactly. not making fun of gamers with this with this series. You're, you know, it's fun. It's I'm just having just fun. fun. I'm also highlighting. Yeah. I know some people are going to see that and be like, I want those outfits. So, oh, yeah, I know it. Yeah. I want to dress up next year for Comic-Con as Steampunk. I, I wish I could dress up without it being like a, it'd probably be a big to-do, though. People yeah, would, probably. That's I don't care. True. I'm going to do it anyway. If I can get it out. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? So sorry. You have your connection. You have Donna. At- I know. Maybe Donna will let me borrow an outfit because I would. That would be the one thing I would definitely cosplay as. I wouldn't cosplay in like a like a Spider Man or like yeah. a Wonder Woman or anything. But I would definitely do steampunk. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Let's talk about the next big scene. Is uh, actually it's probably one of our biggest scenes with the extras. It's with Zabu. And, yeah, uh, that was that- and that's what we had all of our extras in there. Yeah, that was all the extras, and everybody was so patient. And that was, you know, that was the one time where we were like, we have to have extras to make this look like it's a real panel. And that was so hard to coordinate. I mean, everybody showed up at, like, 5 a.m. in Long Beach for, you know, for free just to be a part of the show. And um, it was just amazing. I really hope everybody had a good time because we tried to feed everybody, and we everybody got one of those bags with the Mega Game. Oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah. So I hope, you know, from what I understand, everybody at least had a good time. But it made such a difference to be able to sell that moment because that was the only time we actually saw inside a panel. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, all the coordination of that scene was so much to take on, on our budget, mm-hmm. and our manpower. But it's mm-hmm. so funny. And then Sandeep had all that dialogue and he um, improved a bunch of that stuff in the middle uh, Kevin Smith on Kevin Smith on Kevin Smith was like the funniest thing I've ever heard. Oh, so that wasn't you. That was Sandeep. Yeah, that was uh, that. I think Sandeep came up with that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't remember writing that. And, I, and when he pitched it, like, <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, I think he, yeah. he might have actually told me that Gabe Orr actually added that. That was, I don't know. Okay. You talk to him, maybe, maybe Gabe Orr, yeah. GIT came up with that one. Somebody, yeah. Yeah. me, I'll give credit to. <laughs> Nice. And then we have the return of, was it Lord uh, Bolian? Lord Bolio. And I wonder how many people are going to notice that. It was Craig was so funny. And that fake accent again and the crazy wig that he obviously hasn't combed since he did the guild three years ago. (laughs) Or whatever. I mean, 
I hope a lot of people recognize him. Like, I, I'm just, I'm delighted with the fact, and I think it was Kim's idea to have Laura Bolio be that guy, actually, because we were going to just, um, just cast a random person. And she's like, well, can it be Laura Bolio? And I was like, that is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So funny. Very, very funny. Well, I just I, thought, uh, I don't know, I, I can't remember if I told him to say that or he improvised, but it was so funny. And then I didn't even know uh, Sandeep improv that last line. Cause I wasn't in the room for this, uh, for the, for all the angles. So mm-hmm. like, no, he improv that whole chicken pox thing, which was a really funny button. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. And, uh, the next scene is, uh, is Codex and Tink, uh, the Tink in her costume of Tink. Yeah. Which I, think's hilarious. which I hope that people, it's a little subtle. Like I wanted to set it up in the episode before and five. So you see the outfit, but. Um, it actually works really good. <laughs> it works pretty good. Like, it's just like the most random surreal thing I've ever had to act with. <laughs> yeah. What was great is that Tink couldn't fit the head on. So it's actually Amy. Or, I'm sorry. Amy couldn't fit the head on. So it's actually Kim that you're doing the interaction with. But 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 Amy's on the side saying the lines. Yeah. People don't really understand that. But, yeah, I'm having to act with my producer in an Asian plush outfit <laughs> Actress who looks like the Asian plush outfit is off camera doing her dialogue. It was the weirdest thing I've. I literally had one of those things where your brain, like, looks out of your body and looks <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, what? Yeah. Their life. <laughs> it's so good, but it turned out great. I mean, their yeah. their interaction, their you know Kim's movements to what Amy was saying was so perfect. Well, yeah, Kim is a secret furry. So, <laughs> not so secret. That's right. Just said. I, I think she said she liked it. Yeah, she likes. She likes wearing furry outfits, like to an inordinate degree. Yeah, Which is fine. Yeah. I'm judging her. It's fine. <laughs> Who might have judged? We, that's right. That's <laughs> I wrote, right. I wrote. That's probably, that's probably the most expensive item for the whole season. That outfit. Yeah. And I was gonna cut it. I was like, well, we don't have to have it, but I really want it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's very funny. It's, it's, it's very cool. And uh, then we have a scene between Codex and Floyd. Yeah. Where uh, where this is it. Uh, Codex is done. She winds up giving – she says she's going to give up the game and everything. Yeah. It's kind of a sad moment. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, want, I needed Codex to go through some stuff this season um, because she needs to get, you know, get, yeah. get off her butt a little bit. But yeah. so uh, – but she's it, it, so broken at the end of this episode. You feel horrible for her. Yeah. So I, uh, which I think is great. I think it's a good episode. Yeah. And Michael's is so funny and real as this character, which I didn't expect before. Um, I really love, I really love the way he plays this character and his subtlety. And he's funny, but he also has gravity where you believe it. So mm-hmm. I really like the scene. I, uh, I, I, I wrote a much longer scene, but we had to, you know, just for time, I had to have a mm-hmm. short. And, I mean, we accomplished everything we needed to in the scene, and I believe that, sh- that Codex gets there because you have, like, oh, yeah, definitely. I don't yell at you like that. You're like, whoa. Yeah. And especially the kind of person she is, like, she does not take it very well. You know, yeah. she will take yeah. it very heavily if she gets yelled at. Yeah. No, it, it's a great scene. It's a very, it's a very telling scene. It's just really, it's really, it's very moving. Okay, well, thank you. Yeah, so, yeah, and then of course we have a huge, huge 
cameo. Oh my god! After the other seven scenes, <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah, I know, and it continues to blow your mind. This episode is just chuck full. This is literally we, my favorite episode we've ever done. So, <laughs> but okay. of course we, yeah, yeah, we have we have Nathan Fillion, which I'm so excited that it didn't leak. No word got out. This is a huge shocker. Hopefully for people when they see it. Yeah, and I actually, uh, yeah, we're going to make sure that we don't, um, yeah, I told Brian, let's make sure that it doesn't leak out. I mean, it will leak out for the Xbox release, but we're going to try yes, to keep it under wraps as yeah. long as we can on the web, just so people, because, yeah. you know, I know most shows would, like, headline with their cameos, but, like, for me, I just like not leading with it because it's more fun for people to discover it themselves. Oh, yes, people. for sure, yeah, for sure. Check out this cameo, yeah. so... Like Brent yeah, well, you saw, yeah, you saw the response for three with all those cameos we had. Yeah, and then yeah, Brent was so funny. Oh my god, yeah. with the the yeah. So, <laughs> but Nathan is so incredibly funny. I mean, it's just a riot. He's so good, and I love that he improv by hitting that girl's uh, photo out of her hand. Well, that was totally Nathan's idea. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I love it. He's literally. Not only is he the nicest guy I've ever met, and just like, just awesome person, but he's just really funny. Like he can do drama, he can do comedy, he can do anything, and he he he's just so gifted. Like being around him, you feel like you're enveloped with star power. And and uh, yeah, it's just uh, I couldn't believe he was like, sure, I'll come. I have two hours on Saturday. I was like, what? <laughs> did he ask? To join, or did you always know that you wanted to bring him on when you were well, doing this? He told me a couple of years ago, he's like, I want to be on the Guild. And I was like, this season, you know, I don't like asking people to play themselves, which we don't like say that he's himself, but, you know, it's yeah. kind of obvious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just be subtle with all the cameos this season where we don't draw attention to the fact they're playing themselves in a sense. But mm-hmm. uh, so Blades is very vague as to how he's calling him out, which I think is pretty funny, but. You know, me, I don't want to ever just parade somebody in front of there to use them, you know, for people. Like that. No, you've always said, you've always said you would never, uh, was it cat, uh, what's the term? I just lost it. Stunt Stunt cast. You said you would never do that. And you haven't, which is fantastic. Yeah, well, I gave him something, I gave him a character that's not himself to play, and then. I just th- I gave him some really funny moments, and he just made the most of all of them. And then what I love is just if you watch, but then watch it again and just look at Bork's face and the loathing on his face, where he's yeah. looking at Nathan Fillion, the loathing that he keeps a straight face <laughs> is literally you got to admire Jeff for doing that because he's with Nathan Fillion and he's staring at him like he wants to go die- him to go die in a corner. <laughs> Like, how do you do as an actor? Like, I it's admire so that. good, <laughs> so good, so good. And uh, of course, so we have another, we have another huge cameo again, and it's Aaron Gray, which I'm yeah. a huge fan of. But I well, love, she's amazing. Yeah, I love the reaction by Vork or Jeff, and the you know when he touches his face and he's just oh. so, it's so funny. It's so funny. I don't even remember him doing that, but I just remember Aaron, like, I mean, she knows how, I mean, she has such screen presence. She's like a star and she really, you know, she goes on screen and she just lights up the screen. And, but just the fact that she like turned and the way she (laughs) commercial, it's like milking it. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. 
And yeah. you know, I don't know. I'm just I'm so delighted with that the the way that 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 she got set up at the end of the episode. And you know, yeah. we'll see more of her. But uh, yeah, that moment, the way that Bork is just like contemptible about actors, and then he suddenly like <laughs> he reveals like he's a complete fanboy. Yeah, yeah, so good. So good. God, this episode's so great. It's my favorite so much- episode I think we've ever done. Not because of yeah. the, just because everybody really is on the top of their game. Even I mean, Blades and the fa- the 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 look on his face and just mm-hmm. everything he does in that scene where he's. I mean, he goes. He does a lot of stuff. He he goes from bragging to like being awestruck to being outraged. You know, <laughs> and it's like with him and that stupid cutout, like. With his, I mean, that's just an inside joke that Sean has. So the whole yeah. pirate with his arm around himself. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, so funny. So good, so good. Wow. Well, yeah, I guess that's it. They're halfway through the season, and I can't wait to see what happens for the rest, of the remainder of the season. It's gonna be big stuff. Big stuff. Every, like Sean has mentioned that every episode is like a finale episode because every episode is so big. It's really true. I asked way too much of the crew, and they completely delivered. So I apologize. Oh yeah, but we all love it. So <laughs> the fan, the fans love it. So go yeah. for it. You know, well, dream big, and they make it happen. Yeah, no, they ask for longer episodes now. Now people are like, why are they un- why are they only six minutes? I'm like, what are you talking about? This is the lo- <laughs> these six minutes is the- used to be the longest episode, dude. Yeah, oh. yeah. Now we have eight and nine minute episodes. Yeah, I'm getting. I think people are getting spoiled. I don't know what I'm going to do next. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much again, Felicia. I know you're busy, and I really appreciate you taking time and chatting with us. No problem. Oh, uh, anytime. All right. We'll talk to you later. Okay, dear. See you later. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Like I said, there are lots and lots of interviews. I have an abundance of extra interviews. I'll probably be doing special companion casts after the season ends because I have still have so many interviews. I am hoping that you guys are enjoying it. If you are or if you have suggestions, please send them to knightsofthegale at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of this season of companion casts. Let me know what you think of season five of The Guild. We are halfway through it. Are you enjoying it? Do you like where the story's going? We'd appreciate any feedback you have. So go ahead and email me that feedback at knightsoftheguild at gmail.com. And then come on back next week when we cover episode 7 of season 5. But until then, always remember... Blades, there's another individual claiming to be somebody who wants to cut line and speak to you and he won't pay for a video. Hi. Holy crap! Pork, do you know who this is? Okay, I'm blown away. I mean, how did you invent your character? What inspired you? How did I miss your genius? Calm down. I'm just a guy doing the same thing you're doing. Hmm, with half the business. That's... So I am really impressed with your operation. Oh, yeah, I mean, the whole video thing? It's mostly Vork's idea, but I bring the artistry, so it's this killer combo. <laughs> yeah, well, it works. It's great. Is it Vork, is it? Is there a... Story behind that name? Not for you. So I was wondering if maybe I could take you guys out to lunch. You know, just talk a little internet strategy. I really want to get in on the, the, the mind of today's youth or the mean Lex Luthor behind that youth. <laughs> lunch with you? Oh my god, that would be untenable. We have a full schedule now. Move along. We have paying customers waiting. Alrighty then.
Hi, my name's Kenny, and I'm a fanboy. Do you like Star Trek? Star Wars? Do you consider yourself a brown coat? Are you into cosplaying? LARPing? A furry? Can you speak Klingon? Do you know all the doctors and their companions? Can you not get enough of steampunk? Do you just love Disney? If you do, then this podcast might be for you. Confessions of a Fanboy. Each episode, I have a one-on-one conversation with a fanboy or a fangirl. We'll talk about your fandom, why you call yourself a fan, and how you integrate it into your daily life. So come on over to confessionsofafanboypodcast.com and listen to fellow geeks talk about their love for their fandom. Attention, attention, it's finally here, the first and only podcast dedicated to one of the most groundbreaking television series in history, MASH. Join the hosts of MASH 4077 Podcast, Kenny, Meds, and Al, as they discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. Find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 Podcast or online at www.mash4077.podbean.com. Knights of the Guild Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Work 3.0 United States License All Rights Reserved.